Chapter 15. Facebook Wars. They say that you can find out the mettle of a man, or woman in this case, by giving them absolute power. Can they take it in stride like a worthy leader, or do they embrace fascism and make sure that the whole human race bows to their glory or ruin the kingdom trying? After that little party, I had to seriously consider what I was going to do. I was going to be spending a lot of time in this compound, and it had to be a livable situation for me. I had a small repair done on my back porch as some of the faux stone facing was falling off the wall. It's a new building, but no matter, I received a bill from Roxy, which requested that I remit payment to her. Since the payment was to go eventually to the administration fund, I called one of the men on the board. Frank, I said, can I just pay the administration directly? He said that we saw no reason why not. So I walked the payment up to the office in an envelope. Apparently, the Russians and I were the only holdouts to the plan. Roxy had to know that not everyone could be just railroaded into whatever scheme she dreamed up. If she wanted her cut of the funds, she could go to the board to get it. I never heard from her, so I thought we were square. Then, a few days later, I took Toto up to the pool. I wanted to take a look at the progress of the mural. I had heard the boombox and seen the plumes of smoke from the artist's incessant smoking. I was sure it was nearly complete. I stood holding Toto on her jewelled leash, watching a large pole being erected by the pool to hold up the collapsed cabana canvas. Next to it was the mural. It was of the ocean with various gods on seahorses. Venus was the primary subject of the mural, and she was surrounded by other sea creatures with odd bulging eyes, presumably to make Venus appear more beautiful. Roxy crossed the patio, proud that the work was on schedule. She took one look at Toto. Do you want me to help you find her owners? No, it's my dog, a symbol of Matteo's love for me, who was saved from the grips of a Sirocco and possible death. Keep your hands off my baby. But I said, no, thank you. Matteo found her miles and miles away, and besides, we were very attached. Still, she insisted, she is so precious. Of course, her family is in severe mourning at her loss. Not to mention that a dog like that is very valuable to a farming family. I'll take care of everything, don't worry. No, please, I said. We are bonded now, and her family threw her out. I took out a small plastic bag and cleaned up after my little baby as I was speaking. Referring to the little pile that I was cleaning, she said, Those will get considerably bigger before too long. Hmm, thanks, I thought to myself, holding my little baggie. One afternoon, I was finally planting some plants of my own in the front garden. I looked up at the Danish condo next door. They've been gone a long time, I thought. Maybe I should water their potted plants. Then I saw Elisabetta, the cleaning woman, pull up to the house and let herself in with a key. Ah, maybe they'll be back soon, I thought. I finished the planting and Matteo arrived. He looked at my flowers. Bellissima, he said. I will take you to town for dinner. Today you work too hard. I left Toto out in the front yard so she could get her business done before we left. Instead, she promptly went to my flowers and started digging them up. She had a way of figuring out what would get my attention. No, Toto! Neighbours all around got rather used to hearing that and saying it themselves, unfortunately. As I got dressed, we heard a pounding on the adjacent wall to the Danish condo. I looked out of the driveway and saw the handyman's car. They must be getting some work done next door, I said to Matteo. I need to talk to him about the streetlight that's not working, I said, and started to walk out to go next door. Matteo smiled and shook his head. No. He made a dirty gesture using his middle finger. Amore sesso, he said, and chuckled. We then heard pounding and a female shriek. 
I made the same dirty gesture to Matteo and laughed out loud. Let's get out of here. I put the leash on Toto and we all jumped in the car and headed up the coast. What kind of racket is that Elizabetta playing at? Anytime she wants to niggle the handyman, she just goes to Roxy and gets a key for any vacant place in the compound. We enter into town and I see a photo of Toto on Xeroxed white paper and under her face it reads, Huh? Lost dog? Matteo exclaims, Questo il mio cane! I look over to Toto, who has her head hanging out of the window, happy as can be. Matteo exclaims, Questo è il mio cane! What? I look closer. Stop, Matteo, stop! I jump out of the car. In high heels, I jog to the sign and I take it down. It says, Call Francesca and has the Oasis office number on it. I look around. The signs are everywhere. We spent the rest of the evening taking the signs down from light poles, message boards, trash cans and trees. This must have been Roxy's idea. I can't believe that Francesca has anything to do with it. She will hear from me. When we got home, Matteo made me a fresh salad and garlic bread with a stiff drink, not quite the evening out that we had planned. After walking the cobblestones in heels and hobbling over the deep curves of the town to ensure that we removed every sign, my feet were a wreck and I was exhausted. I put on a few tiny band-aids on my sore toes and proceeded to log into the brand new Oasis of the Gods Facebook page. The photos look so beautiful, with pictures from balconies overlooking the sea and shots of the pool before the mural. It was hard to believe that such darkness lurked just outside of the edges of the images. That's how I saw it anyway. I was so angry I had to think several times just what I was going to post on Facebook to make my point. But then I thought rationally, don't want to be sorry later just in case I needed them. A tyrant must be handled a certain way. Then I had an idea. Matteo, he came into the living room. Photo with Toto, you and me, family photo. We spoke like that when we were together. Whole sentences would just lead to confusion. He grabbed the dog and we leaned in for happy selfies. One, two, three images of a delightful family. I posted them and tagged Roxy, so she would be sure to know that I knew what she was up to. The caption read, Happy together at the Oasis of the Gods, Italy. Then I posted a photo that Matteo took of me with Toto and her jeweled leash standing in town. Caption, Girls out on the town, Bova. Toto looked content and my ownership was clear. Being that we had all had to live together, that was as far as I was going to take it. Until, one evening I was walking Toto up and down the drive before going to bed so she could get her business done. It was quite dark. I had learned to use my phone's flashlight now that the streetlight seemed to be permanently broken. No matter how often I asked, the light was never fixed. As I bent down to bag Toto's little gifty, I struggled with my phone. Toto saw some small animal in the bushes and jumped forward. I dropped my phone right on the pile. Ugh. No, this is just too much. Roxy was otherwise so efficient in handling repairs. I know she is purposely ignoring my continued requests for light. I called her the next day. She smirked. We have so much to do. We cannot prioritise dog walks over getting our construction done. You understand, surely. Then she quipped to make light of everything. A storm in a teacup, all this. I wasn't taking that. I don't understand, I said. This is your responsibility. Someone could get hurt, she bristled. I'll see what we can do and then hung up. 
I went to Facebook, which was a big mistake. I posted my feelings about the inefficient upkeep at the Oasis right on the timeline. Glenda commented that she agreed. Apparently, the public embarrassment was too much for Roxy's ego to bear. My contact on the board, Frank, complained to me about how my post was slanderous to the brand of the Oasis of the Gods. Didn't I know that they were still working to fill the units and texted that I should cease and desist? The floodgate was open and I was the target. I finally texted Frank that he was a Nazi with his Bowery boys who love control. He then erupted and threatened and acted on banning me from Facebook. I heard then that photos of Toto's exploits started to post regularly on the page. Photos of dog poop on neighbours' lawns, flower beds that had been dug up, Toto running down the driveway like a mad dog. It could hardly be avoided. Toto escaped every time I opened my front door. She had grown a lot and could push past me easily. Who were these people? What had got into them? Then the final blow was struck. A ticket was put on my car when it was parked in the driveway. Vehicle must be parked in designated parking area. The fine was 55 euros and I was bound to receive one every day I was parked there. That was the only parking space that I could park in since I bought the place. They hadn't finished building the garage and all that was left was the dirt road behind the condos. Everyone parks in the driveway. There were no other tickets issued to anyone else. I needed to go to London to settle an issue with my flat. Thank God I couldn't take the barrage any longer. I either had to cave and apologise or I wouldn't be able to live there. It was clear. <laughs>